Welcome to the Stress Nanny Podcast. I'm so thrilled today to have Jen Harrison joining me for a chat. Jen is based out of the UK and she has 10 years of coaching experience. She works with parents and children uh, on how to help the anxiety kind of get tamed in the household and how to help everyone live with a bit more peace and have more self-regulation. She's the CEO of The Highly Sensitive Child. She has a website, coaching groups, She recently published a book called Just As You Are. We're going to talk about that in a minute. She has a fantastic Instagram feed, The Highly Sensitive Child, and she also has a YouTube channel, Supporting Sensitive Children. So Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm thrilled to have you here. Oh yeah, it's my pleasure. And the topics that you want to discuss here are just, it's my pleasure to speak about them. So yeah, grateful to be here as well. We're going to have a chat today about helping kids feel seen, heard, and appreciated, kind of despite their behaviors. And Jen, you talk about this a lot on your feed, which I I just love your feed. I can't recommend it enough. You mm-hmm. talk about um, like how you were a sensitive child. Do you want to give us a little bit of background on that and then kind of share how that led you to what you're doing today? Yeah, sure. So when I was a child... Um, I didn't know that I didn't know about my personality and the fact that I could feel things so deeply and the fact that I could sense how other people were feeling as well so the the main point is that I just felt a lot of fear as a child I felt a lot of anxiety and for me as a kid growing up that showed up in physical symptoms so I would say that I I felt sick I would say that I had a tummy ache um and my mum bless her would take me to the the GP uh, the doctors and with a quizzed with a confused look on their face they would say there's nothing wrong with her and so I looking back now can see that I was a very feeling child I just felt things deeply I was aware of how other people in my surroundings felt as well and I didn't know how to talk about how I felt it wasn't demonstrated to me my parents didn't know any of the stuff that I teach now they hadn't learned it so looking back I can just see that without that awareness without people around me having the awareness they couldn't understand me they couldn't empathize they couldn't teach me about my emotions and so for a long time throughout my life really up until my 20s I was like I had a gap of knowledge that's how I would put it I it was like I was walking around thinking that there was something wrong with me when now I can say that there was just a big gaping gap of awareness that I things that I hadn't learned yet um so yeah it was tough it was it was tough growing up um feeling anxious a lot of the time feeling like there's something wrong with you feeling misunderstood and um this is why I'm so passionate about this work now is because all children need this. This isn't just sensitive children. However, sensitive children, in my experience, are the ones that will likely show 
you that they're struggling more because they feel more deeply. So while other kids can distract themselves uh, with worldly things and not show up with their fear and emotions, sensitive kids, in my experience, because it was my experience as well, are the ones that are like, I know something's missing. Like, you just know it from a very young age. Um, and so, yeah, like, this is why I do this work now. Um, because it was tough. It, it's tough when you're growing up feet with such a deeply feeling person and the people around you don't have the knowledge yet of, like, how to teach you about emotions. Yeah. And I, one of the things I love about your feed is the little snippets that you give of those moments of childhood where you say, when your child is doing this, this is what that equals. Or if you notice yeah. this behavior, think of it in terms of this. Or in the course I'm in right now, I love how you just, um, I won't give away all of it, <laughs> but I, I love how you say, you know, either look at your child and think about what the behavior is telling you about their emotional state right then. Mm -hmm. And some kids, it really is the way that they roll, right? Like they need a certain level of calm and peace in order to feel okay. If they don't have that, they're going to be, you know, manifesting that in a variety, a variety of ways. What are some of the things that you, like in hindsight, one of the things that you mentioned on your, in your group is choosing one thing, you know, like choose one thing to work on in hindsight. If there was one thing your parents could have done, to kind of support you, what would you say that thing would have been? Wow, that's like the golden, that's like the question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, I could say many things. However, one of the biggest things that I, the most important things that I've come to learn is my parents were doing the best that they oh, could have. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I can see that they didn't have anyone to teach them this stuff. But I'm sure they would have loved it if they had had the knowledge to have been able to, for example, sit with me and just have um, what I call an emotional capacity to be able to just sit with me with my feelings and not try to brush them aside or close them down or try and rescue me from them because the only reason we do that with other people and we do it for adults as well as children the reason that we do that is because we don't have the emotional let's call it energy like it's like we're running on empty we haven't got that space in that moment to give something to somebody because we're empty ourselves so I think that would be the main thing um that, that I'm sure that they would have loved to be in a position themselves where they have the awareness of how to actually do that without rescuing me and um yeah trying to protect me or worry about me or um give me answers like just to sit with me like that's empathy like just to sit and be there but it really takes something on our own part we have to have something to give if we're running on empty we just can't give that so it really makes sense why many people struggle to do that yeah no I love that and I think 
and what you brought out too is so important. And you mentioned this in the course too, which I love. And you say, you know, we all just start where we're at with the knowledge that we have and then we can build from there. And we, and when our parents too, like I, I frequently think about how without the internet, without all the like host of resources that I can access to help me be a better parent, to help me improve, uh, you know, I would be repeating a lot of patterns that maybe wouldn't be as helpful. So I love concept first but then I I, yeah the idea of sitting with your child in their strong emotions I know as a parent I've had to cultivate that capacity because it's Mm. it's it is when you are with people who feel deeply it is something that you really have to learn to kind of work with like you said and like get used to the depth of feeling that comes with a different interaction exactly I love the Susan Cain's model where she talks about how some kids will walk into a room and they'll just kind of take the surface layer of the interactions going on. And Mm. then some kids walk into the room and they're taking like seven feet worth of, yeah. I mean, it's like they're, they're taking in everything that's going on in the room, the interactions between people, the interactions, like their own response and then individual emotions. (laughs) And it really is a lot to, to take in all at once. It really is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I love um, one of the things that you have in your book is this idea that like you're fine just as you are. And it's mm-hmm. such a beautiful reminder to kids that they're enough in any given moment. Um, can I share that line that you have in there that you repeat? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, please do. Yeah. So you say you'll always be enough. You'll always be sweet. You were born that way, my love, from your head down to your feet. I should have had you read that. It probably would be more poetic coming from (laughs) author. (laughs) But I think that sometimes if we're trying to kind of shove kids out of their emotion or protect them from it, or like you said, just kind of help them ignore it or push it away, that they maybe don't get that feeling from us, right? Mm -hmm. That like, you're okay just as you are. It's okay that you feel this deeply. It's okay that in this moment you just are feeling really anxious. Like I can sit with you there. And I love how your book is such a sweet reminder for kids. Like I love you deeply, no matter what's going on with you, how you are, what's, you know, what what state you're in right now. Do you Mm -hmm. find that when you work with a lot of parents that that reminder to children is a big help? Like that sometimes kids can get confused around feeling like love is conditional or... Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, because mm, so many people in this world, as I used to see things this way as well, we're very confused about what love really is. Um, and so children actually try and buy their parents' love all of the time, probably way more than most parents are aware of. Uh, because they're doing probably doing the same thing with their own parents as well Um, and so ways that that would show up are things like being afraid of making mistakes um, trying to gain our parents approval by saying you know look at me how well I look at how well I did with this thing at school Um, and so the real message of the book to help parents get this message as well for themselves not just to give to their children is this whole message of loved full stop like loved you were born that way to be lovable um 
And it's a really deep message and it's a message that I've come to find is the truth. That mm-hmm. love is a choice and it's not dependent on how well you did with your homework, whether you made a mistake, whether whatever. And the book is filled with those messages, um, as you will have seen, um, where it's just the thread of it, the message that's threaded through is like, you're lovable full stop, no matter what. And the little bear's like, but what about when I did this or when I get my homework wrong? And these are questions that we have as adults too. Like, yeah, but, like you say, I'm lovable, but what about this? And that's a reflection of my journey as well. Um, And it's something that I still work on now, this journey of like, am I really lovable full stop? Like without this or what about this? Um, So yeah, it's a really important message and I wrote it so that parents can start to feel the truth of that um, and so that then they can pass it on to their children as well. Yeah, I love how your work is intergenerational like that. Like yeah, you're, able, yeah. you're able to help people kind of sort through their own background with something and then also um, do, do it in a way that's empowering for their parenting, for their children, for the, you know, their grandchildren, that the ripple effect of that, that work is going to last for a long time. Exactly. Do you find, because I know when I you know, I think to myself, oh, my daughter, she knows I love her no matter what. She knows I love her even if she does bad on a test. And when I, you know, reading your book, you think, mm-hmm. actually, I don't say it that often. You know, uh-huh. when, when you're reading the words, you're like, you know this, right? Like, you know that no matter what, I love you. No matter uh-huh. what, I I think you're you're fantastic. But I think as adults, it's so easy to take that for granted. Like, oh, yeah, my kid knows that. Oh yeah, they know that. But I actually think saying it more frequently is so important. Yeah, and and you're exactly right. Like a lot of parents, and it makes sense. Like I totally understand this. Um, a lot of people will say, "Well, of course, my children know that I love them." It's like almost like people can choose to be offended in a way and say, "Like are you telling me that my children don't feel loved by me." It's like this, like, how can you even think that? Of course they do. However, we are so attached to I love you, those words, that we fail to see the ways that we constantly say I don't love you through the ways that we speak, the ways that we don't listen, the ways that we criticise, the ways that we have anger and frustration and disappointment in our home all of those ways are saying the opposite of I care about you I'm here for you so it's really about looking at how can we constantly communicate the message I'm human I'm gonna make lots of mistakes here and I'm doing my best to be loving and you are lovable like you are lovable no matter what and this is something that I'm really passionate about helping parents learn um, that saying I love you oh aren't you wonderful oh I love you it's not enough because if two two hours later we follow it up with a sigh or a how many times do I have to tell you that is filled with anger and anger is the opposite of love anger's fear 
and fear is the complete opposite end of the spectrum to love. So yeah, there are many ways where we constantly tell people we're not loving them in that moment. And all we need to do is talk about those times talk about the times when we're being unloving so that children get the message like, ah, oh, okay, so it wasn't loving when you were shouting at me. And then children don't grow up confused then about what love actually is. But I've just put in a nutshell there, <laughs> like that worked really deep. And the women that choose to do that amazing work come to work with me for at least six months. So it's not something you can just learn and read and implement overnight it's a choice to 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 journey with that kind of uh thing for a long period of time and make loads of mistakes with it and know that that's part of being human but ultimately all of that is going to bring so much more peace inside for you and also in your relationship with your child as well yes oh i can't tell you how much i love that I think that um, some of the hardest moments for me to admit uh, deficiency or mistake are with my child, because I think that's the person, you know, of all the people in the world, I want to show up 100% for her. I want to be the best mom I can be for her. And so I can really relate to what you're saying to have to look at yourself and say, oh, there are quite a few moments actually where I'm not you know, and then having to forgive yeah. yourself and just come to terms with like where you're at in that moment and where you are in your growth trajectory and what's brought you there and how to move forward from that. It takes a lot of guts, right? To be in that space. Yeah. yeah and it takes compassion. It takes not just compassion for yourself, but having compassion from somebody else, you know, showing up with other people, which is why, again, I have a space for women to come and do this work. So that they have a space to be like to share their and um share all of this and yeah. feel compassion from other people and acceptance um it isn't always enough to do this kind of work on our own we need to have community connection and we need to stop hiding behind these things and speak speak openly about it and it's the only way that i've learned that we come to feel um acceptance for around those things as well and that's what we all need yeah because sometimes it's so much easier to be patient with yourself when you're surrounded by a group of of women or other people who Mm -hmm. can also be patient with you when you're extended that kind of generosity from the outside Yeah. yeah in my experience a lot of times it's a lot easier to extend it to your own self but if you don't have experience with that kind of compassion or empathy being extended to you you don't have a reference point, right? Like I can't extend it to myself if I don't know what it feels like. Yeah. And you know, take that one step further as well. It's hard to extend that to your child if you've never experienced it yourself as well. Mm. So when you talk about having a reference point, what a great, like that's such a great point. It's really hard to pass that feeling on when you've never experienced it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, with, with anything, I feel like around parenting or child development, I'm so much more motivated to engage in that hard work on behalf of my child. And in my Mm -hmm. experience so frequently, it's also entailed quite a bit of like self-awareness and self-work, you know, improvement for my own self, but what better 
but what better motivation could that be than cultivating that kind of relationship with my child and helping her have those school skills and tools to kind of live with throughout her life also yeah I always say to parents like what a gift your child is because on the on the get-go you come to me because your son or daughter is doing xyz and you're struggling with it but in in the big picture they come to see that exactly as you've just said Lindsay that those problems that you're having with your child your child's giving you an opportunity to learn and grow and in the end that child is in my opinion is such a gift to everybody yes for sure Mm -hmm. now one of the things that I love about your just the way you approach all of this and I've um I've seen it repeatedly on your website, on your feed, and then in your course, you just have a power and a simplicity that you combine together in a really, it just is dynamic because you can learn and you can learn something deep, but it's Mm -hmm. in a really gentle, gentle way. Well, one Mm -hmm. of the quotes that I love from your website is confidence is when an adult or a child feels so completely connected to who they really are, they naturally feel comfortable to show it to the world. Mm. Can you just in a quick, I know it's a deep topic. Can you help me know what, what does that look like when a child does feel that? What do you see? Like, what is there an absence of? Oh, in a nutshell, I would say an absence absence of constantly trying to control that world, like constantly trying to not get things wrong um, afraid of what people think all the things that we carry on into adulthood um, I think you would see a child who would be I'm not saying that would completely go because I don't know but a child who would get to bring out their true who they really are like their innate gifts and a person who is sensitive has it's not just about them when they're unhealthy in the sense of um, not feeling seen and heard and accepted, they're coming from a place of fear. But when they're feeling like they can be who they really are, well, then you would just see all of their wonderful qualities come out and it wouldn't be masked by fear all of the time. I love that. Can you speak to that? Because I think it's easy sometimes, like you've mentioned, having angry outbursts, hitting brothers and sisters, just getting, having a constant level of contention or like a fight. Mm. Um, Like those things can be part of having a sensitive child. You can have someone who feels really deeply, but like you just pointed out, there are so many fantastic qualities of sensitive children when they're in balance. Can you Mm -hmm. share some of those? Like when you say they're gifts, what are some of the what are some of the things you, that you see when sensitive children feel comfortable and are really able to offer themselves up to the world? Yeah, so just a real appreciation for life. So like a sense, when we talk about sensitivity, it isn't just to emotions. Um, you know, I can, be, I can walk down the street and notice everything. Like you said earlier, I'll, I'll hear the birds, I'll notice all the beauty around me. Um, just a real like happiness for life, like appreciation of life because you're sensitive to your environment. 
um, and you appreciate all of that. And often sensitive children and adults um, are, can be pretty intuitive. So that leads to a great um, ability to empathize. So really like empathize about um, around how other people are feeling. Um, creativity so they can have a real creative spark um yeah there's you know like I always say this isn't a label this is just a personality a, a part of someone's personality um so there definitely isn't like a one fit size fits all like this is what every child or adult is like if they're sensitive but in my experience those are innate qualities that I've seen and also more importantly I can speak from my experience I've seen them in inside me and when I've become as I've grown to feel more um, like lovable and accepted as I am and comfortable in my skin as you called it I've then been able to allow those bits of me out so it's wonderful if children could start to let that out at a younger age as well yeah oh I agree and I think one of the things that you your work sheds a light on um consistently is just that voice of the child and advocating for letting those gifts flourish and come out into the world in whatever way shape or form they take and just Mm -hmm. recognizing that it's a gradual process that as we become the kind of parents who can support the growth of our children, that we can see different things flourish in our children that benefit the world, benefit our families, benefit us as parents. And then, like you said, it's a gift because in order to have those things come out, we've had to do some work to get to to a place where they can. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for taking the time to talk with me today. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, you're welcome. Now, if people want to connect with you further, I'm going to link your website, your Instagram feed, your YouTube channel in the show notes, and then a link to your book. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, check out what Jen's doing. And if you have a child, I mean, I feel like, yeah, like you said, any child, not just one you would deem sensitive, but let Jen's wisdom be a part of your world because it'll help you and it'll help your family. Yeah. Thank you, Lindsay. It's brilliant to be here with you and it's been a great, great conversation. Yes. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Catch more of Jen's wisdom and my tips for practicing mindfulness with kids in the upcoming Evolving Family Summit. Sign up in the link in the show notes.